Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is the Chargers Power Hour. Touchdown, San Diego! Your daily VIP pass to all things Chargers. Is he? Go inside the locker room and take you to the field. Come on, baby. One, two, three. The Chargers Power Hour is brought to you by USAA, official military sponsor of the San Diego Chargers. Yes, now, here's your host, Ernie Martinez. And welcome to the Chargers Power for Tuesday, October 18th. I am Ernie Martinez getting you ready for week seven of the Chargers season, which takes them to Atlanta. We have plenty of Chargers news to get to. Want to welcome you aboard. Yes, all your all-access pass to the Chargers news for the day. Brent Spurry referred to as the angry badger, but you're not really an angry guy. You're actually a very funny guy and a very big game on tap for the Chargers on Sunday, but a big one for you, Brent, tonight with baseball. Yeah, if they lose this one, then I'm probably going to totally freak out. <laughs> he would be talking about the Chicago Cubs and the Dodgers going head to head up in LA right now. They are scoreless in the third inning. Follow us on Twitter at extra 1360. Follow me or tweet me throughout the hour of show. If you want uh, to chime in at Ernie Martinez SD today's chargers news, a day off for the chargers players yet the team out and about urging San Diegans to get out and vote. It's Measure C, if you have not heard, for a new downtown stadium slash event center. Election day, just 21 days away. Fred Mass, the uh, special advisor to Dean Spanos and the Chargers this morning with Hardwick and Richards, simplifying the language of the upcoming ballot measure. It's trying to synthesize 119 pages in like 30 words, which is always a problem. What the measure does is some very simple things. It says it raises the hotel tax six cents, which is actually only partially true. What it does is replaces an existing two cent tax that's currently paid for the tourism marketing district and raises it four cents. So what we're talking about is today from a current hotel tax of 12 and a half cents to raise that to 16 and a half cents, so four additional cents that will get you not just a new football stadium and permanent home for the Chargers, but a new convention center that's a a multi-use facility that can house Super Bowls and X Games and a number of other things. It also says that it will require $650 million from a professional football organization. That's $350 million from the Spanos family and and $300 million from from the NFL. And it also, what it doesn't say, is it creates a new governing authority that will be the within the province of the mayor to set up some new authority that will answer a lot of the questions that folks have, have been inquiring about, like what's the design look like, how do you handle convention center operations, how do you handle cost overruns, how do you handle all those things, it will be done by an independent council. You're right, early voting has started. The, the ballots went out for October 10th, so folks should be, you know, vote early and often. Um, we're on the second page down in the middle column, it'll say Downtown Stadium Initiative. You can't miss it. That is Fred Mass earlier today, and we got to take care of some business here. This hour, the Chargers Power Hour, brought to you by Traffic 
Accident Law Center, San Diego's local car accident attorneys, trafficaccidentlawcenter.com. Of course, Fred Mass talking about opportunity with a new event center in downtown San Diego, allowing the Chargers a place to play for 10 games out of the season and so many more opportunities for the city of San Diego to truly make it America's finest city. Fred Mass earlier on the differences between Measure C and not to be confused with Measure D. Measure D does lots of things. You know, we've been supportive of them and have maintained a close collaboration. It attempts to do different things and is not singularly focused on building a new stadium and convention center on these, you know, old bladed parcels downtown. It's focused on a few other things, like, for example, maintaining the view shed in the bayfront and precluding a contiguous convention center space, amending the visitor tax instead of 16 cents to 15 and a half cents, and providing some real benefits to uh, Mission Valley and creating a university campus at the current Qualcomm site. So it does some good things, and we've been very supportive of it. I'm going to vote yes, so, uh, but I'm never going to tell anyone what they should vote for. They should read it and understand it. It has a lot of good things, but it is not focused singularly on the stadium and convention center like we are. Yeah, and let's reiterate, we're not going to tell you how to go out there and vote, but it's very important, obviously, to let people know as much about this upcoming measure and how the city can benefit and it's all about getting to know more. Thomas Bell, director of the communications of Save Our Bolts, will join us later in the show. Now, at the press conference earlier today, uh, Mayor Faulkner was there, Luis Castillo, the former Charger. The Chargers were there, but also uh, seen Chargers quarterback Philip Rivers on his day off talking about how the uh, players would benefit from a new stadium. You know, voting yes on Measure C uh, gives the Chargers the best chance uh, to remain the San Diego Chargers and, and to play here in San Diego. And I don't know if I can make it to uh, to uh, trot out there with a helmet on uh, in that new stadium downtown. I'll try like crazy to, to still be around. But uh, I would... I, I would I would love for many reasons, like Luis said, to be able to come come back and uh, and 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 be at games there, and just what this community, uh, what it what it means so uh, to the community. It's, it's it is that relationship that's way more than football. And we saw it last year in in such a tough season, in what many thought may have been the last game there at Qualcomm. Uh, that special bond of the community and the and the team. We weren't playing for uh, division. We weren't playing for a championship. We weren't playing for much at that point. But you saw what it meant, the passion that our, that you all had, and 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 the passion that we played with for you all. And and there's that special bond from from blood drive to toy drives to all those things that that many have mentioned that many know around the community. And Philip, right there, Chargers quarterback number seventeen, talking about. The opportunities for a community. And Albert, I'll, I'll get to your phone call here, but just one more from uh, Chargers quarterback Philip Rivers on the stadium and what it means for the city of San Diego. Um, the second hat that I wear supporting Measure C really is just uh, sitting in your seat as a member of the community. If I wasn't a player, I, I look at it that way and having, having a young family from 14, ages 14 to 1, um, you know. Had we just lived in San Diego, we would be we would be Charger fans. We're Padre fans. I have no necessarily connections to the Padres, but there's Padres T-shirts and all that stuff all in our house because we live here. And you take pride in that, in what your community is. What our teams are, the Chargers and the Padres, you take pride in that. Um, and I know we do 
um, at our house. And so just as a member of the community, and I, and I heard Dan Fout say, and it, even another part that's great, is we let the Broncos and the Raiders and the, the Chiefs and the Patriots and all those fans pay for it. Uh, I heard Dan Fowles say that, which that makes perfect sense. Makes even more sense. Uh, let, them, let them pay for it. But even more than that, when I look at it as a member of the community, I think about I grew up having to drive places, but what, what the potential of, you know, regional finals in the NCAA tournament basketball and Final Fours and Super Bowls. I know there was a stretch of in a 15-year span there was three Super Bowls here. There should be one here. We should be on the regular rotation. There's no better place to go in early February than right here in San Diego. And I also know what a great – uh, uh, city this is for conventions. You know, uh, I don't know as much about it, but I know that there's conventions here year round. And I have buddies back in Alabama that say, I'm coming out for a convention. This is in November. I'm coming out in December. I want to go catch a game. So you get the convention uh, top notch in the, in, the, in the country, and then you get the best sports venue in the country. So, uh, again, for me, wearing both hats, both as a player and what it means to be here and be, be your quarterback and as a member of the community sitting in your seat, uh, let's, uh, let's, let's get it done, get both done. Keep the Chargers where they belong for another 55 years and have a top-notch convention sports venue uh, as good as anywhere in the country. Chargers quarterback Philip Rivers earlier today at the press conference where they were moving forward on Measure C and uh, letting people know how to vote or where to vote and making sure that everybody is uh, up to par when it comes to Measure C and their direction in the future of the city of San Diego. Now, Philip brings up something that really just sticks out, just thinking of what could have been the last game in San Diego at the end of last season and the opportunity just to see this team play here in San Diego in 2016. Albert, on the phone, Albert, how are you doing today? Doing well, yourselves? I'm doing good, man. What's going on? You want to talk about the stadium? I do. I want to talk about the election more than anything else. Uh, proposition C, Proposition D, regardless which way anybody goes, I know which way I'm going. But you guys have an audience here, an audience that probably doesn't vote very often. I live face reality. You know, half the public doesn't vote, even during big elections like the presidential election. Um... So, you know, you, you have that handicap already. But what you, as a radio station, can do and, and your competitive radio station can do is harp, like, on the half hour. It's not too late to register to vote. The 24th is the last day to register to vote. Have you registered to vote? And then, already, because you can vote now, if you have that drumbeat, vote by mail. Get it in. Get it done. Don't get caught in traffic on the 8th. You know, just get it done. Get it in the mail and vote. And this way you can assure yourselves a good turnout for this proposition. And I don't hear this on the radio. Hey, Albert, I, 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 I want to say. No, you know, and I appreciate those. In uh, that, that sense, a pretty good message. But we are, in a sense, because I'm actually part of an an ad campaign on this station and we have one going on in every uh, station in this building there's seven radio stations and at least twice an hour there is an ad that i am doing that are encouraging people to go out and vote sdvote.com so and this is something that's been going on for at least i've been doing these spots for at least nearly a month now so we are definitely doing our part to get the word out there maybe you're not you don't hear them but no you know i'm not going to say uh, that shouldn't be done. I, I think you're, you're right on with that. And I appreciate the phone call. 
All right, man. That's Albert uh, encouraging you to get out there and vote. And that's what we are encouraging you here at Extra 1360 Fox Sports San Diego. And as mentioned, Thomas Bell, Director of Communications of Save Our Bolts, will join us on the Chargers Power Hour for more upcoming information and what took place earlier today. Now to the Chargers. Week 7 of the NFL season takes the team to Atlanta. The Bolts now at 2-4. and four. Are they on a roll? How dangerous will they be against the Falcons or how Dangerous will the Falcons be? Will the Chargers be able to fly with the Falcons? Uh, the Falcons getting hurt big time Sunday in Seattle. Uh, an interference call that wasn't didn't go their way. It allows Seattle to go on to a win. So the Chargers are getting the Falcons after a loss, a tough loss in Seattle. My thought is, the Atlanta Falcons just played back-to-back teams with very tough defenses. They went one and one in that span. The Chargers, on the other hand, are coming off their first win since week two. The Chargers have not won back-to-back games since mid to late November of uh, 2014. That was also the season the team jumped out to a 5-1 start. And believe me, People were talking about the Super Bowl for the Chargers. Things didn't go that way. They finished above 500 at 9-7, but fell short of the playoffs someplace they would like to get back to under Mike McCoy or just for the sake of getting back to the playoffs to get that winning feeling. And are the Chargers in the right position right now? Uh, with so many injuries, you're starting to see some of these young guys fare very well. How far can this Chargers team go on their youth Craig Mager joined the Loose Cannons yesterday, and he was one of three young guns with the Chargers in their win against the Broncos on Thursday night. Uh, the impact of Joey Bosa and Jatavis Brown, and of course, the other young player, 24-year-old cornerback Craig Mager. Oh my gosh, it's, it's crazy just how they're able to come in as rookies and process the information that a middle linebacker in our defense has to like process. It's amazing, man. And, you know, Joey, shoot, we've been waiting and expecting that, you know what I'm saying, the whole year. So, uh, yeah, man, it's really exciting, man. I really love the fact that these guys are coming in and making a huge difference on our defense. It's crazy to see where they'll be, like, next year. I was in that same boat, but I wasn't getting all these plays and, like, having to make all these calls. So, shoot, man, they should be miles ahead of me going into next year, too. So, it's awesome seeing those guys work. And, man, they come out here and they take it serious and they really learn how to be pros, man. It's awesome. Craig Mager, a third-round pick out of Texas State last season, being thrusted into not only a starting role, but a veteran's effort, playing in all the team's defensive snaps and the team's win over the Broncos on Thursday. It feels great for me. You know, at the end of the day, I'm just trying to put as much great film out there and also uh, do everything I can to help us get a win, you know. And uh, I just uh, appreciate the opportunity and – Shoot, I love the game that our coaches, the game plan that our coaches had together, man. We uh, went out there and executed it really well. So, uh, yeah, man, I'm glad that all the guys are just excited and, and B-Flow and Jason, they're rallying up around us, you know, all those young guys at DB and trying to help us get better every week, you know what I'm saying? So it's been a great mindset around here, man, and, uh, you know, everybody putting their input in and trying to help the next guy out. So, uh, yeah, I feel great about where we are, you know, but uh, at the end of the day, it's just, it's just one win. We still got a bunch of games left and a lot more room for improvement. So uh, just trying to stay humble and keep getting better every day. 
talking like a veteran, all of a sudden there's that positive feel with this team unlike, well, a couple of weeks ago uh, against the Raiders. I mean, really, it, it, it's the cliche. Winning cures a lot of things. Pro Football Focus as a Chargers 2016 draft class is the best in the league right now with Bosa, Brown, Drew Kayser, who had a rebound game, and, of course, Hunter Henry being thrown into fire with a veteran tight end Antonio Gates being injured. These players are becoming part of a unit that is learning, and fans, I think, can rally around. We've heard a lot of people excited about what these young guys have just done in, in just one game, but there's definitely a change and a feel to the rough start. Confidence can get shaken really easy, man. You know, especially at DB, the most important play is the next play, you know. So uh, we always try to preach that mentality around here. But uh, we definitely were thinking, like, man, like, what's going on? You know what I'm saying? Like, we're pretty much better than every other team in 58 minutes, you know. So, uh, yeah, we just had to figure out how to keep fighting and dig deeper, you know what I'm saying, in the fourth quarter. But, uh, but yeah, I feel like we still believe we're a great team around here. And, um we come out here and work like we are every day. So um, we try to be the same guys. You know, yeah, we're one and four or two and four, but shoot, we even if we were four and two, we would still be the same guys, you know. So we just try to preach that around here. and uh, Yeah, just keep getting better, man. And I like it. It's uh, as if Craig Mager's response to the teams and the challenge ahead. Uh, this is one that really just sort of fired me up when I heard him live with the Cannons yesterday. It's a great challenge, man, and, Shoot, it's a great challenge every week, you know, uh, especially in our division with uh, guys like Amari Cooper, man. We just got through playing Demarius Thomas, you know. So, uh, man, it's going to be a tough challenge every week, man. I know we see Julio going off, you know, on every other team. But, uh, hey, man, that's that's how we play the game, man. That's why we do what we do. We step up to these big challenges, man, and just take it on, you know, because, hey, if you come out here and do good against these guys, then they'll start putting your name in the category with some of those best defenses in the league type situation. So, uh, yeah, I feel like everybody on, on our side is just going to take the great opportunity and a great challenge, you know, and uh, just step up to the plate and do our best. Mager, just uh, feeling a little loose there, and I think that's sort of what you were looking for with this team, with the team not being able to close out games, was just to go out there, loosen up, and be able to do what it took to close out some games. Now, uh, they're playing out these these close games, and, you know, it doesn't really fix everything just yet. I realize the flow of positive energy may be a bit too much for some skeptics, but uh, you know what? Right now they're two and four. They're coming off a win, but these young players have had a huge effect in that locker room. You continue to hear that from players in the locker room. Uh, one of the other players uh, joined the afternoon show, Mark and Rich, yesterday. That would be linebacker Jatavis Brown, who also has been thrusted into a starting role. I always prepare as if I'm a starter, as, as if my uh, time is to play at any time. And, you know, when that moment came, I was ready to go. I was ready to step in. I, I feel like the coaches, they do. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Well, great job again. Each and every player ready to go each and every week. 
And that was one of the big things that you heard people talking about when the team was struggling as well as the coaching. Uh, you hear these players referring to this coaching staff a lot more, giving them a lot of respect and to show respect to these guys who are preparing them. Uh, at least that's what we're, we're hearing. Uh, Jatavis Brown, who's added some excitement to his approach to getting to the opposing quarterback, was asked about that. It's all about uh, the coaches, the play execution, the play they, they create for players like me and other players on the team to, to get home. To, and it's all about the, you know, the front four. You know, they have to take up blocks for me. They have to do things for me to get home, for other linebackers to get home. So it, it's at the end of the day, it's those guys that really helping me get those sacks. So where do you stand at, Charger fans? you believe it in this team? They still have to show you a lot more. I know the loose cannons we're talking about. Uh, where does Mike McCoy still stand? A lot of people are still ready to move on from the Mike McCoy era. But the guy has secured himself another opportunity. That opportunity comes Sunday in Atlanta. It's going to be a very big challenge for this San Diego Chargers team. But that's one you're just going to have to sit back and watch and see how this team uh, plays it out. Another young player, unfortunately, not with the team. That would be Jason Verrett, the all-pro cornerback. He joins the Loose Cannons every Tuesday. It's called the Jason Verrett Show, and we'll hear that next right here on the Home of the Chargers, Extra 1360 Fox Sports San Diego. Coming up tomorrow morning on Hardwick and Richards, I've got a stat that you have to hear in the morning of how do the Chargers beat the Falcons. And Mark Grant joins us at 7.15 to talk about this Dodgers-Cubbies matchup. We get started at 6 a.m. on Extra 1360 Fox Sports San Diego. Second half of the Chargers Power Hour continues. Good evening, I'm Ernie Martinez for this Tuesday, October 18th. Keeping you Charger fans and NFL fans up with the latest on what's going on with your NFL team in San Diego. Still to come, Thomas Powell, the Director of Communications of Save Our Bolts, will join us in about 15 minutes. It's uh, Save Our Bolts, a grassroots organization to keep the Chargers in San Diego. Uh, They had a press conference earlier today. We'll see how that all went. And uh, moving forward on Measure C and a potential new downtown stadium for the San Diego Chargers and the city of San Diego. Now, Jason Verrett, the all-pro cornerback, uh, looked as potentially one of the best cornerbacks in the NFL in 2016. He was right there in the upper class, unfortunately having his season cut short due to an injury. Jason Verrett joins the Loose Cannons every Tuesday, beginning at 3 o'clock. He takes your phone calls and keeping us abreast on what's going on with the Chargers despite him being out. And earlier today, Verrett with the Loose Cannons featuring Rich Ornberger on his impending surgery on a partially torn ACL. I had the tree out today, and uh, I got surgery at 5.30 in the morning tomorrow. Yeah, and Costa, let me fill you in. Pre-op means that he's getting to pick up, uh, pick out all the Band-Aids for the boo-boos <laughs> afterwards, uh, you know, whether it's smiley faces or pink bears. Yeah, listen, it's it's very extensive stuff, very serious nature here. So, uh, But, Jason, uh, any nerves going into uh, surgery at all? Nah, man, I'm actually just ready to knock it out, man, just so, you know, I can hurry up in. You know, get back right. So, Jason, as far as the the post op appointment is concerned, do they say anything like, "Hey, you know this this looks like it's going to be routine"? You know, you're, it's going to be a kind of a slam dunk as far as surgery is concerned. Uh, yeah, they got to clean up 
some other stuff around my ACL, but just from the standpoint of the doc was saying that everything should be good and, you know, I should be back stronger than ever. You know, and I would like to say uh, have a speedy recovery, and I I really do mean that, but we're not going to get him for the rest of the year. He's going to have to be watching from the sidelines, something that Jason Verrett had to do Thursday night at home as he watched the Chargers take down the Broncos. So, Jason, what did you think of the team's defense against the former Super Bowl champs? I just felt like as, as a whole, you know, the defense played well. You know, I got to salute Pags. I felt like he called a great game and definitely put the players in the, in the right position and made the right plays. But, yeah, just as a whole defensively, I mean, everyone played well. Do you have a new appreciation for the game when you're sitting there on the sideline watching it from, from your vantage point? <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> Not at all, man. It's, it's frustrating, but, you know, I was just happy they was able to get the win. Uh, uh, you know, Jaleel and B-Flow, you know, we all three, we all coaches now, now that we're on the sideline, mm-hmm. just helping, helping the coaches um, get guys ready and just, you know, um, some of the things that they may not see, you know, we all seen. And uh, so we was able to help, you know, the coaches and let alone the, uh, help uh, help the players too. Brandon Flowers, Jaleel Adai, you yourself, you guys are all on the sideline instead of out on the gridiron. And you're helping along these younger guys do it now. This secondary got thin, and then all of a sudden they looked okay. It didn't, you know, nobody was running for the hills. Talk about this young group and how they're sort of getting it, how it's coming together. Uh, well, I mean, Casey, man, y'all can see the first, you know, three, four games of the season. And even up to this point, he's still been balling. But, uh, you know, he's a leader out there now. You know, he's the older guy of the group um, with the players that are out there now. And just they all get under his wing, too. And so, uh, but Craig, Craig Mager, man, Steve Williams, and uh, Trevor uh, Trevor Williams, man, I feel like they all stepped up. And especially Craig, man, I was hyped to see the way he's been playing and um, stepping into the role that he has now. But, uh, yeah, Casey, Casey right now is the guy, that, the guy that they're, you know, leaning on to, take over and uh, be the guy out there. So uh, I just felt the chemistry is still there. You know, even though we're not playing, we're still out there on the sideline support. Jason, going into this game in the locker room, did it have a different feeling? Was 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 the mindset different, or is was it the same as, as it's been since week one? No, nah, it was the same mindset, man, but I just think it was a different attitude and a different approach just because, you know, we've been in the slump for you know, quite some time, man, with all the all the losses that we've been taking. But I just felt that it was that Thursday night. It was that primetime game. Everybody's watching. And that, that, that somewhat had more of a feeling for people to want to ball and get the win. And so we had the same approach, man, you know, going into the game. Uh, and uh, like I said, I'm just happy that we got the victory. You know, you mentioned Pags, uh, Coach John Pagano, the defensive coordinator, called a great game for the players, putting guys in the places that they needed to be to be successful. Uh, one of those guys, Jatavis Brown, my oh. goodness, fifth-round oh. draft pick. I mean, he had the game of his life. I mean, just speak about his game a little bit and how he now fits into this Chargers defense. Uh, just the versatility. I mean, you got a, 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 a smaller guy like Denzel, but – also a guy that can hit, also a guy that can cover. And uh, if you see his playmaking ability, man, with, you know, more, uh, another forced fumble, you know, he had the same forced fumble in Indianapolis that we got for a touchdown. But just his, his ball-hawking ability, man, he's a, he's a young bull out there, man. And uh, one thing that stuck out to me was 
at halftime and at the at the end of the game, he was the last person standing by the tunnel, dapping everybody up as they're coming into the locker room. And as you can see, just from looking at something like that, I mean, that just shows the leadership that, you know, that he, he's developing. And, uh, you know, I salute him, man. He's a ball. Jason, he's got four passes defensed so far. You know, a couple games into his rookie career, you obviously can talk about this. What What is the key to being successful when you're covering a guy? Uh, I mean, there's no the opponent from standpoint. I mean, as much film as you watch to get to know what they like to do and their strengths and weaknesses, and then just take away with your God-given ability to be able to make plays. And that's something that he has. I mean, and let alone the conf- confidence to to be the playmaker he is. I mean, just the way he uh, approaches practice. And even in practice, you know, he's making plays and running all over the field. So when he's out there making plays, I mean, it's not it's not surprising to us. But I, I like the way uh, JB's been playing. Yeah, rising to the occasion on the big stage now. A part of that game was if Mike McCoy would be fired had the team lost to the Broncos on Thursday night. And knowing that, uh, Jason Verrett was asked if that was a factor in that game going in. Nah, I mean, it was the same approach. And like I said last week, you know, the last couple losses that we have, man, we couldn't have put on, on the coach. You know, and uh, this 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 past Thursday, man, we just went out there and, and wanted to get a win, regardless, just to get another chance to play against a division team and, and rack up those wins in the division. So uh, McCoy, like I said, he approached he approached it the same way, the same mentality, the same mindset, and uh, we just went out there and executed. You know, Jason, I, I was talking about this on air, obviously, last week and the weeks prior, when when the the seat was seeming hotter for McCoy. Uh, just about how important a coach is to a football team. In your estimation, how important is a, a coach to a football team? A very important, man. I just feel like if, if if you got players, coaches on your staff, man, it's going to allow the players to bond not only with the coaches but with the teammates as well. And um, I feel like Mike McCoy has done a good job with the years that I've been here. Um, the relationship is growing. Um, with, with all the players, and uh, but I just think that's the main important thing, man. If your if your coaches can adapt to the player style and the culture, and uh, I'm not sure if none of y'all were in the locker room after or the cameras got there, but you see McCoy, you know he was he was getting hyped up with us in the <laughs> locker room and throwing water and everything. So when you got a coach that can show that style and show the swag that he has, not only as a coach but could be like. The players, man, you know, it, it could change a lot. Well, and Jason, you know, I'm down on the sideline, and so I saw up close and personal, a personal last Thursday night. You know, that, I think that's the most animated I've seen Mike McCoy in, in the course of a game when he threw his hands up in the air and his headset came flying off and he was sitting there yelling and, and, and screaming. So, you know, maybe it could be the, the beginning of uh, the new McCoy as we head into the real the, uh, McCoy or the real. I, I, I tried to avoid it. Thank you, Rich Orenberger. Hey, if you want, if you want to talk with Jason, five seven zero thirteen sixty. Jason, obviously, Jatavis Brown, a guy who is is obviously come into his own as a professional football player. What what do you make of Joey Bosa so far? Man, I gotta be real. I'm actually hot. I'm not playing, man. The way, with, the way, <laughs> man, with the pressure he's getting, uh, it's crazy. I mean, I, I we sit there on the sideline and just watch him, just see his whole mind frame and always wanting to get after the quarterback. I mean, the stats that he has so far, I mean, it's through the roof. Uh, being able to see, you know, how quickly he's adapting to the game. 
but even with the addition of me, Bane, and the way Melvin Ingram's playing, all that as a whole, man, that's that's the secondary's dream. So, uh, you know, I'm rooting for Bosa, man, and, and I, I'm happy to get out there just so I can make plays uh, after him. That's Chargers All-Pro cornerback Jason Verrett, the Jason Verrett Show, every Tuesday at 3 o'clock with the loose Cannons. Man, if he was in that uh, on that team right now, they'd be something. They'd be a lot of fun to watch, and they are still a lot of fun to watch right now. Take a quick time out here on the Chargers Power Hour. We will talk with Thomas Powell, the Director of Communications of Save Our Bolts, on the campaign and Measure C on a potential new downtown stadium for the city of San Diego. That coming up next right here on the home of the Chargers, Extra 1360 Fox Sports San Diego. And welcome back to the Chargers Power Hour. It's Ernie Martinez. Uh, One more segment to go. Save Our Bolts is a fan-based grassroots organization of NFL fans committed to keeping the San Diego Chargers in America's finest city. Vote yes on C campaign underway. 21 days away from Election Day, a press conference held earlier today. So what took place? What was this all about? Thomas Bell, Director of Communications of Save Our Bolts, joins us. Find him on Twitter at tpel 619 and the website is SaveOurBolts.org. Thomas, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing great. How are you? Good. So uh, get us up to speed. What was the press conference earlier all about and uh, what we should know moving forward? Certainly. Well, number one, it was bringing in the mayor, something we've been waiting a long time for. It's for the mayor to get on board. He joined the coalition, you know, of labor, the chamber of commerce, the business leaders, and moving this thing forward and to remind voters that the vote is coming up here on November 8th and they want early voting. That's the best way to make sure your votes count. That way you don't allow anything to happen on November 8th. But early voting is very important. And you also have till October 24th. So the deadline is coming up for you to register to vote. Now, Mayor Kevin Faulkner, some feel that he's maybe a little late to the party. He hasn't done enough. I I think for me, as long as he got there and he seems to be in, that's a good sign. You know, no one's been really harder on the mayor this year than the fan groups. You know, we, we, we met with him over and over. You know, yeah, it got pretty ugly there for a while, but he's on board now. That's what we got to focus on is the positivity and the coming togetherness. Thomas Bell, the director of communications for Saves Our Bolt, joined us here for a few minutes on the Chargers Power Hour. Now, is enough being done right now in the movement for downtown? Now, we've heard from the Chargers saying that, uh, uh, you know, as far as five, six weeks ago, that they were going to move forward on a on a big campaign about Measure C. Is enough being done uh, in the movement for downtown? Absolutely. Your participation level is up to you. You know, if you're a county voter, and and a lot of voters are upset right now because they can't but weigh in on this, you can weigh in. But last Saturday was the big boy truck show. Everybody was out there. Sunday, we were out at Cali Comfort, biggest barbecue in Southern California. We were there. This Saturday is going to be a walk. Now, county voters, you guys want to get involved? Get out there. 4594. Mission Gorge Road, it's at 9 a.m. They're going to be giving away T-shirts. You meet up with the labor guys. 
and they'll be out canvassing, going door to door and getting the message out to the voters. That's how you can get involved. And they can contact Save Our Votes if they have any uh, questions or information about Saturday. But I mean, as soon as this Saturday, people can get involved. Now, when you have the representation, and I, I mean, I thought it was just fantastic to see uh, number uh, 17 out there earlier today, Philip Rivers. You saw former Chargers, uh, Luis Castillo, Sean Merriman, Nick Hardwick uh, in the past. What's the impact with these guys being there and supporting and moving forward? It's huge because it brings up the history. You know, I, on Save Our Boards, uh, Save Our Bolts, we recently just put up a video of uh, 95, you know, when the team came home from Pittsburgh. Yeah. How the whole city was one. You know, that's not in these research data that all these reports are coming out of uh, that we have and that the opposition has. The civic pride and what it does for a community is not weighed in. And that is huge. When you go and you look at that video of 60,000 people at the queue at what, 10 and 11 o'clock at night, all over one common thing, and that's the compassion of football and the city of San Diego. That's what this is about when they say more than football. Yeah, there is no doubt that the city of San Diego and the fans that have ever experienced when their team has won and the feeling that they have gotten and received is, is huge. Real quickly, uh, Thomas, Thomas Pell, Director of Communications of Save Our Bolts. Uh, what can you tell the people who may be on the fence who need to learn a little bit more? We got about uh, 30 seconds here. I would say right now, if they have any questions to contact Save Our Bolts, we'll be right there. We will answer any questions they have, whether it's going to help us or hurt us. We just want the truth out there, and there's so much misconception about what this plan is or what it could be. It gets all clouded. Now, that's what the opposition wants. If you have any questions, you can get a hold of Save Our Bolts. We will be more than happy to be there to answer any and all questions that the people have. All right, Thomas. Thomas Bell, thank you so much. Have a, a, red, a great rest of the evening, and uh, we'll catch up with you down the road. Hey, I look forward to it. Thank you, Ernie. Yep, Thomas. Thomas Pell, the Director of Communications for Save Our Bolts, joining us. Our thanks to Brent Spurry. Thanks to the Chargers, Chargers.com. And Thomas is well, live and local tomorrow morning, beginning at 6 with Hardwick and Richards. Have a fantastic weekend, everybody. Our fantastic Tuesday right here on your home of the Chargers. Extra Sports 1360, Fox Sports San Diego. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.